is high time to get rid of that scarcity script and start improving with the Holy Spirit. Everything about God is abundant. Hello there, my friend. This is Brian Del Turco, and you're listening to Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is episode 61. The conviction here is that Jesus knows how life works best right now. The future is his, and it's already starting to show up in the present. I'm excited about this episode recorded live in a coffee shop. I was talking with Matt Rains, a pastor, a penetrating thinker, very good content. And we also juiced up the conversation a little bit by pulling in Jason Howard, who happened to be in the coffee shop at the same time. This episode is a bonus episode to the Achieve series we ran at the beginning of the year. You can catch that series, episodes 50 to 53. Joshua Falto talked about high-def living for a new season, a great conversation. Tom Schwab, how gratitude powers high achievement in a new year, setting goals every 90 days is a new year. We're going to talk about that today. The third episode in that series was yours truly. Smart people know this, your tongue steers your life, James chapter 3. And then the fourth was Ken Roberts, life coach, church consultant, great guy, locating your North Star for your next season. Well, we're at about the 90-day mark in a new year, and so we're doing a bonus episode with Matt Rains, just kind of revisiting how are we doing on goals and planning, and we're advocating that every 90 days we need to think of it as a year, kind of recalibrate, look at our planning, reset, and reboot again instead of just waiting every 12 months. You can have a fresh start at any time, as Matt Rains says in this episode. It's a great conversation, and as I mentioned, Jason Howard adds some value as well. We talk about how we can put off an under-resourced mindset, throw off that scarcity script, how to improv with the wind of the Holy Spirit, at least making the case that we need to start learning how to improv with the Holy Spirit, how to be intentional and yet have an improv mindset. We know how the story starts. We kind of know where it's going. It's in the middle the middle portion that we get to improv, it's a big sandbox, a big playground, a big world. And God's answer to you is yes, it's a green light unless he says no. And we touch on how to just uh, execute from a peak state position, how to get into a peak state, execute on our best horizons from that peak state. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Matt Rains. Conversations are powerful. They can plant seeds. God can give the increase to those seeds, begin to shift our mindset, begin to move the needle in our lives. Here it is, Matt Rains and a little bit from Jason Howard. What I love about Matt is that every time we converse, I call it catalytic conversation. You know what, Matt? I'm going to call it kingdom catalytic conversation. We'll spell it all with a K. Nice. Of course, just the concept of kingdom conversation, I, I think it's like Jesus ideation. Can we say that, Matt? Absolutely. And it's like it builds like a tree, and, and there's power in quality conversation. It's one of the powers of podcasting. We've just been on a mini-series with four parts called Achieve, 
and we've been looking at ideas like the research is saying, uh, Matt, that when we have an abundance mindset and exercise gratitude and we come to planning and goal setting for a new season, we actually achieve much more when we come from that mindset right. and that heart set than, than, than if we come from a place of like frustration or regret. Or, That's right. Uh, just what do you think about that right now? Just as a first thought, how, how, how important is gratitude and abundance thinking as we, as we look forward to a new season? Absolutely. You know, I think of actually when you were just talking there, I was thinking of this picture when you feel like resources are, are scant and there's not enough. Um, you hold on tight. You preserve. You reserve all that energy. You grasp. Um, you know, I'm in the midst of trying to lose weight and get in shape and everything, and I was just thinking, you know, all the experts are telling me that you're, you're not supposed to starve yourself because if you begin to starve yourself um, and eat so little, your body will start holding on yeah. to the things that's you're right. not supposed to hold on yeah. to. And I feel like uh, that's also sort of a, an emotional, spiritual thing. Like if you feel like you're barely making it, you, you're going to hold on to resources and not risk them uh, and not take a, a risk and do something, you know, uh, beautiful in the kingdom because you're afraid you're going to lose what you have. Yeah. So I think gratitude is like risk taking or venturing right. forth in something Absolutely. new. Absolutely. Gratitude says there's enough. And even if I fail, there's more in the storehouse, you know? So it's it's this motivation that, that moves you forward, springs you forward. Now, you were saying earlier, and by the way, we're in a coffee shop, so there's the ambient noise. And I think the best conversations happen in coffee shops. I see them happening everywhere here. Um, you were using the phrase under-resourced. Do you feel that there's many Jesus followers who somehow feel under-resourced at some I level? Do. I do. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I, I think... You know, obviously, we live in a consumeristic culture, and if um, if the world's going to get us to buy their goods, they have to convince us we don't have enough to begin with. Okay, and, you need and this. That you know, that narrative is just marinating. Uh, we we marinate within that all the time, and it's very easy to allow that to to affect ourselves. And um, that is the competitive kingdom. That is uh, that is one of its its tactics and. If we're not intentional about uh, being in the spirit and listening to God and what He's what He's doing, it's just really easy to fall back to that 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 narrative or that song that's playing in the background. You know? Yeah. There's not enough. I'm not enough. That's I don't right. have enough. And we're not just talking about money, are we? Yeah. I mean, we can feel under-resourced in various domains of life, like Absolutely. whatever relationships or opportunities. Or Absolutely energy or time mm -hmm. now 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 what i mean the market is definitely coming at us with these messages like we're not enough we don't mm -hmm. have enough are there other scripts that i mean oh, like yeah. it, what if people go through like a season earlier in life where maybe it was a very um under-resourced season in some yeah. way can that script us absolutely um oh yeah absolutely you know living living from past scenarios past scripts where um there hasn't been enough or um, you know, as, as we were talking about that, I also think there's some spiritual warfare sure. um, uh, regarding this as well. Not that the other items weren't spiritual in nature, um, but I'm thinking about bad theology, toxic theology that says we have to beg and plead and, and maybe the good Lord will allow some, some food uh, off the table. You know, I'm thinking of the Syrophoenician woman, like a lot of people have that view of God that... 
you know, he's doing his thing, and every once in a while he'll, he'll toss us Even a Even the crumbs fall from the table right. to the dogs, right? right? And... Um, <laughs> You know, it's, it's fascinating because even in that narrative, the whole point of that narrative is that God is so much better, you know. And uh, it's one of those uh, intentional contrasts that Jesus allows to unfold. Yeah. And uh, even, if, even if average people will, will feed their God, how much more would a heavenly That's what father, Jesus you know? said. If you right. being evil yes. know how to give good gifts to your children. I, I once had a conversation with this lady, and she was telling me she was praying for a, a car, a used car. But her attitude, um, Matt, was that the Lord would probably give her some kind of a car that was insufficient or broken down to mm. teach her. Right. I don't know what humility or how to have faith to keep the car running. I'm right. not sure what right. would be taught. Right. But my response to her was, look, just what we said, Jesus said, look, if you being evil, no, if your son asks you for like an egg or a piece of bread, are, are you going to whip out a snake? Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and give it to him. Right. Here, son, have the snake. Uh, if you being evil, how much more shall your father give what is good to those who ask him, right? That's right. That's right. It's a, so That's right. Are, are some of our problems with feeling under-resourced a, a bad theology or a bad conception of God himself? Oh, I think so. As a father. I, I absolutely think so. Um, I think our view of God is probably the most important thing about us. Um, that's I what A.W. Tozier said. There's yeah, nothing more important. That's right. That's right. And I think... Um, I think uh, if we want to change our life, we change our view of God, we change what we worship. Um, and, and I think, you know, the reality is, is I think a lot of people's vehicles are, are being held together by faith nowadays. <laughs> uh, I know mine sure are. For we drive by faith and not by sight. That's right. Um, but I think, um, I think this, sometimes we just take for granted we're already starting on a level of, on a level of sufficiency in our country that most people have yet to see. I mean, we start out with uh, education, with access to food, yeah. uh, with shelter. Like when you think globally yeah, or historically. Yeah, in, you know, in a global context, it's like it's already there, and we, we assume that. Yeah. Um, we assume that's the. Uh, I don't know the uh, the low fruit and not and not just a bountiful sort of a blessing. baseline. Yeah. yeah. That we yeah. So I think. Um, I think there's a mixture in there. I think there's a there's a sense of entitlement that we we should have more than the rest, uh, but I also think there's an insufficiency there that thinks that um, we don't have enough. I think I think those those are like the opposite sides of the same coin, perhaps even you know. I mean, so there is something that's real called a poverty mindset, yeah, or even like a poverty heart set is a phrase that I've been using lately. So we understand what poverty thinking can be. But we also, what's really important is also our emotional life, which psychologists would say trails how we think, you know, oh, yeah. how we think affects how we feel. And our emotions, I mean, think of the word motion. Our, our emotions are actually what drive us and, and motivate us and move us in life. So if, if we're thinking about, we've been on this series, if you would listen to like, encourage you episodes 50 through 54, uh, we've talked about high def living with Joshua Felto. We talked in episode 51. It was gratitude powers higher achievement with Tom Schwab. It's very interesting, Matt. That the 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 science now and the research is saying that gratitude actually opens doors for us. It actually oh, yeah. positions us for new levels and and new things. Uh, episode 53, which was a solo episode, I had a dialogue with myself. <laughs> um, awesome. Smart people know that your tongue steers your life. Out mm. of James four. 
or James uh, 3, verse 4, like a rudder on a ship, That's talked right. about staying in the rudder zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, episode 54 with Ken L. Roberts, uh, just a wealth of life and work experience. He's a coach, a consultant. I encourage you. This is a bonus episode with Matt tagging on to this mini-series. And um, now, Matt, um, you're talking about being under-resourced, insufficient, um, you were talking about the movie uh, Braveheart right. <laughs> with this wild Irishman coming from the island of yeah. Ireland yeah. to help the Scots, right, in their That's battle right. to, for freedom against the English. Do you remember that in the movie? I do. Oh, yeah. um, what is it about this guy that attracts you to him? Well, you know, we think about this abundant thinking and this idea that, uh, uh, that our father, he's the king. You know, that, 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 that ought to just... For a second, let that sink in. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, is a king. He's, he's not just another guy. He's the king. Yeah. And um, He owns and a lot. He, yeah. <laughs> he owns you know, all the, all the yeah. cattle, all the hills. Yeah. And um, what's, what's fascinating about this Irish guy in the, uh, in the Braveheart movie is that he appears to be insane because he just feels, he's just filled with confidence and they always ask him, you know, basically, why are you so confident? Why are you so crazy? And he goes, that's my island. That's my kingdom. He, he, he's living out a kingdom mindset, okay. as, as it were. Um, his confidence in the movie came from the fact that he was an Irishman and that was his kingdom. And, and all these people would be gathered in a moment uh, to... to uh, to resource him, so and he to comes from him his, his kingdom, his yeah. island, if you will, and he brings these soldiers with him. Yeah, to join the Scots. Yeah, at one in point their fight in the story, he brings them. Yeah, yeah, he's a funny dude in that he movie. Is. And um, what I like about that movie is when I guess the Scots. I mean, it was I don't I don't want to get crass, but where they would lift up their kilts and show their derrieres <laughs> to the English across the battlefield, and it's just an attitude. It's like a that we don't we are fighting for our liberty we're That's not intimidated right. by you i don't know if there's any sense in which with the adversary if we need to lift our kilt once in a while <laughs> i don't Absolutely. know sometimes we're too nice as jesus followers That's you know right. i had this phrase run through my mind the other day matt that you know we need to get jesus nasty once in a while right. you know you know once in a while in a good way he got nasty yeah you think did. about him in that temple man yeah it was wow yeah the zeal of god consumed favorite- him books by Eugene Peterson speaks of Jesus as um, a subversive leader. Okay. I mean, just think about that word subversive for a second. Yeah. You know, we, we think of Jesus as the as the shepherd and as the one who's always authentic and truthful, and sure. there's no question about that. But <laughs> think about the time he tells his disciples that, you know, sometimes I speak in parables because I don't know, want them to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I, or I want to speak in parables because I want this to hit them on the way home and just knock them out, you know? And um, he, there's no question he was subversive in that regard, um, um, getting past our pride, getting past the walls that we build up. Uh, sometimes he'd, he'd knock the wall over, and sometimes he'd invite us out. Yeah, very revolutionary. I think John Eldridge, I haven't read it yet, has a book called Beautiful Outlaw where he explores mm. this idea of Jesus as really an outlaw. Wow. He's an outlaw to the kingdom of darkness and wow. um, to the religious establishment, the political establishment. I mean, he's a subversive. That is an awesome metaphor. It, it, isn't that a great name, yeah. beautiful outlaw? So, But when we're talking about, this is a bonus to this series, but when we're exploring this idea of as we're approaching a new season, 
coming from a place of abundance, you're saying that if we if we have this sentiment that we're under-resourced, right. this deeply scripted internal logic and language that's running, I don't, I'm, I'm not enough. Yeah. I don't have enough. Yeah. I mean, just like put your finger under your nose, like if you're mm-hmm. drowning. I mean, I mean, I'm drowning in relationships. I'm drowning in money. I'm drowning in health. I'm drowning. It's just that basic sentiment. And what we need to understand, one of the names of God, Matt, is El Shaddai, mm-hmm. which means like the many-breasted one or the all-sufficient one, just a picture of God as abundantly sufficient for us. That's right. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, right? That you might have it more abundantly. That's right. David talked about my cup runs over. That's right. I'm living a lifestyle that my cup is full and it's yeah. and it's spilling out into the world around me. That's right. Um, so we have some work to do in this area. Mm-hmm. Wow. So sometimes we go through a stretch in life, Matt, it seems to me, my own life as I try to observe things, uh, that where we feel like our, our life is like more low resolution than high resolution. Right. You were mentioning high fidelity, low fidelity. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt that way personally? Oh, yeah. Seasons? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, I think I think about that all the time, actually. There's a good portion of my life when, when, when everything was out of focus. And, um, and even still, even today, even, even, even today, you know, when, uh, when I lose track of who's running the show, when I lose track of who's in charge, um, uh, when I begin to take a lot of that, you know, onto my own shoulders, yeah. um, it's funny. We can't even we, we can't do that job, and uh, when we try to do his job, we can't even do our own, you know. And and that's that's when I how I feel like um, when I when I really start to skip on that record, you know, mm. is when I'm trying to take on the control um, and the expectation that God only God can handle. And uh, that's when I lose focus. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it is a partnership, isn't it, between God and us, between heaven and earth, between heaven and Eden, if you will. Uh, God is the all-sufficient one. He is the creator. He has commissioned us. But then we have our our identity to play and our role, Mm -hmm. which needs to be at play in Christ. Do you agree with Jack Hayford that when we become born again, that we are requalified for the kingdom oh, that no, we lost in, no question in about Eden, it. if you will. And that process of restoration is now underway. Absolutely. It'll, it'll eventuate in the new heavens and new earth um, to come, uh, but uh, it's already underway in us. Yeah. God is, I, I think a high value with God is clarity. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, don't think like a, being a carbon copy, but think that the creator has clarity and a unique point of view about you about your identity and calling, right? It's not just January, is it, Matt, that we need to think about new seasons? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, some have advocated for thinking about the year as a 90-day year, like every 90 days, think of a reboot, yeah. like doing a personal audit and yep. approach a new season again, do plan, pray, plan, prepare goals. That's right. What do you think about that, a 90-day no, year? No, I, uh, I think that's excellent. I think, um, you know, being intentional about our lives is is one of the pieces that are connected to high fidelity. And um, I, I also think that um, I also think that there's never a, never a bad time to start over, uh, never a bad time to begin again. Um, you know, I, I keep echoing back to this, this health kick I'm on right now. I'm trying to... Sure. Um, I'm trying... Well, in fact, it's interesting in the language. I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding the diet. Um, even though I've called it a health kick, I'm, I'm kind of really avoiding that. I'm trying to think of it as a new lifestyle. 
And uh, I'll be honest, you know, it's been a month and a half, and I've slipped up a couple times. And it's tempting. <laughs> it's tempting after I eat, you know, too much bread uh, to say like, oh, well, you know, uh, Just I'll, let I'll start next again. No, okay. I'll start again next year, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but like, that's like binge watching Netflix. You just let it go. And that's right. <laughs> have a real lapse. No, <laughs> that's right. So I think it's um, I think, you know, at some levels, um, failure is built into the process. You know, I know in like recovery, re- recovery circles, um, mm. if you don't expect relapse, you're going to fall victim to them. But if you understand that even if you don't yeah. make it that day, mm. you have the permission and the grace to get back up and start again. Yeah. Um, so we should be thinking in a, in a kind of a renewal oh, way, yeah. right, about our per- seasons of perpetual. life and life horizons and, and setting new goals. Absolutely. And, and not just January. I mean, a lot of people will make resolutions or set goals, and then by Valentine's Day, a lot of it has fallen away. That's right. Yeah, we need to write it down, speak it, keep mm-hmm. it before us, begin to execute on it, maybe hold ourselves accountable to others. Mm-hmm. And then by the time March ends, uh, do a personal audit and just do it again. Yep. Cycle up into the next season. That's right. I think that it works all year. I, re- I really like that, and I think that's vital. We don't want to show up again next Thanksgiving and Christmas. And there's about eight or nine months where we've yeah. gone dormant on this stuff right. and gone quiet, you know, and we right. haven't really moved. And I think I think that's uh, when it comes to our, our our lives too, especially in in light of the fact that our lives have a mission already. You know, m- the goal of my weight loss, the goal of my my own personal goals, isn't just to be a better person. Um, hopefully, the, all areas of my life is about. Coming back to that high definition reality, you know, the idea of being high, high fi, you know, or high definition is so that people can see Jesus in our lives. Absolutely. Know? Clarity. And, um, yeah. One of the things I was just thinking about is last night my daughter was in a, uh, was in a, um, a mime play. Okay. Right. So, and you want to talk about, you want to talk about a difficult thing to do, right? You're not using your voice. You have to have clarity. You have to have a high DeFi or hi-fi um, performance for people to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a professional mime there. Okay. And uh, just watching him, and he calls himself a movement coach. Movement. Okay. And so people hire him to get help living, walking, moving in high definition. Um, because if you're just not using your voice. in that medium? Or yeah. is, does he coach in movement? He in does general, it in general in life somehow physical activity or move, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, he uh, he helps actors okay. and um, people in that genre Speakers, uh, to uh, to allow their body movements to effectively follow. Okay. Or communicate what they're trying to communicate. Yes. And so I was just thinking about <laughs> that. I was thinking about you know in our lives uh, living hi-fi is is allowing the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and one another as sort of movement coaches for for our lives. And, um, and and I was also thinking about this connection to abundancy, right? One of the most intimidating things, even for seasoned actor, actors, hmm. is to yeah. do mime work or to do improv. Improvisation. Right? Because it's, it's not scripted. And uh, you have to go on your own. You have to go and put yourself and be vulnerable. And I think isn't that isn't that you know once we understand we're loved by God and we have this grace in our life, 
I think that's really the only time we're able to do the improv that God has called us to. Yeah. You know, because until then, we're too afraid to get out and... Are we stuck? Are, yeah. are a lot of Jesus followers stuck at some level? I, I think we're afraid to get out there and do something new. Yeah. Because um, there's no script. There's no script. It's following the wind. I mean, Jesus defined being born again. Yes. One of the main aspects in John 3, 8 is that it's like the wind. You hear the sound of it, you know, where it comes from, where it's going. But uh, no, no, no. He actually says you hear the sound of it and you feel it, but you don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. That's, That's the right. thing. Are we willing to improv with Jesus when we don't actually know everything about where it's taking us? That's right. Although deep down you want to get there because once you get into these new spaces and places and and, and you know, process with Jesus by the Spirit, uh, you're going to understand, I'm wired for this. This That's is right. my desire, right? That's right. This is where the energy's at. I feel the smile of God on this. I feel happier here, you know, and I feel more. And it opens up beautiful vistas of opportunities. Absolutely. But imp- improvisation is key. So in, we think about jazz, improv. Yeah. Most people think about jazz. There's improv in theater, yep. right? Where there's no playwright, Absolutely. really, or script, per se. It's just That's actors right. on the stage in the moment creating a story, right? That's right. Creating a dialogue. Improv in business, it's, it's crossed over into the business space where instead of having like highly scripted business processes. That's entrepreneurship. Yeah. It, it's improvisational. Yeah. So really walking with Jesus is improv because we don't know everything. That's right. He does, but we don't. That's right. So Our we're script gonna... is there, but we don't, we're, you know, we've talked about this in the past. We're kind of living in the fifth act of a six-act play. Yeah. So we, we know how it ends, and we know what happened up to this point. Yeah. And even N.T. Wright kind of explains it this way. So he does he, talk about improv? Yeah. You, you pick up this this script. He said, I believe it was, I don't believe they would go out and hire professional writers to fill in the blanks. I think what God has called us to do is learn from Jesus, learn from the story in the past, know that the story ends, and then in between the fifth or the fourth and the sixth act. In that fifth act, it's all about improvisation. Which is the our time now. That's right. It's the time of the spirit, right? The time of the That's church, right. if you will. Now, we can't look back. We can't, I mean, we can learn from the past and yep. see sovereign foundations and processes and patterns and precedent. Yeah. But we can't get stuck in the past, can we? That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll have no hope of living in the moment. That's right. Living in the now. And then if, if we look too much into the future... <laughs> and obsess about the future, it's difficult to live in the now as well. Um, what would you say, uh, Matt, about that that creative tension of living in the now moment, being fully present mm-hmm. with our significant others and the opportunities that we have in the now, but also keeping an eye on horizons and right. edges that we're right. desiring and we sense the Lord is taking us into? Is that, a, is that a balance that we can maintain oh, yeah, and absolutely. should? Absolutely. Um, one of the fascinating things that I saw last night at this, at this imp- when they did the improv and they did the, the mime. Um, <laughs> Interesting how the Lord teaches you in those it experiences. Is, it's amazing. Uh, there was music. So he could do whatever they wanted on the stage and they were keeping in time with the music. So they always knew, they always knew there was an end and they knew it was coming. Um, and so it's not a. You know, the idea of improvisation, as you just pointed out, and even jazz, right? It takes great skill to improv correctly, right? So the idea of improvisation isn't do whatever. It's not shoddiness it, or, yeah. or, like, incompetence, it is, is it? It is the essence of intentionality. Every entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneur will tell you there's great intentionality in their life. They may not look like you or the classic business or, you know, shackled down to the, the corporate uh, monster. Yeah. But they are... They are very intentional 
and they do know what the end looks like. Um, in fact, I don't think you're ready to be, I don't really think it's safe for you to move out there into improv land until you know how the story's supposed to end, you know? We're so cocooned in our yeah. comfort and what we've known that we can't get out of the cocoon. So the whole thing of a cocoon, of course, a caterpillar or a larvae in a cocoon is that you're stuck at a certain level. You have to break out if yeah. you want to fly. That's right. And come into a new place. And um, so we're so cocooned, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about our marriages? Can we use improv in marriage? Oh, yeah. What if our marriages stayed static like the day we got married? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's in everything in life. You know, there... Um, you know, I, Someone uh, says, I need a new relationship. Yeah, of course you need a new relationship. The one you're in just needs to improv and grow. That's right. That's right. I mean, change. The, the, the scripture keeps coming to mind that it plays into what we're talking about here is do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then the second part, so that you may prove, right? And that idea is, is once you have this changed mind, uh, that, then the act of improv declares the glory of God. Uh, to everyone around us. Yes. And, um, I think, you know, tying us back to the abundant uh, narrative is if if you're not confident in the script that you've read before, um, you know, you end up uh, you end up not wanting to step into the to stage. Yeah, absolutely. Improv is key. Yeah. So, um, you know, Dance is improv, right? Oh, yeah. So you think about the dance of your marriage or the dance of your walk yep. with God, the dance of the relationship between heaven and earth. And um, so, yes. Hey, Jason's here. Come here, Jason. We're talking with Matt hey, Rains on the podcast. Jason, we're talking about living a life that is improvisational, improv, like jazz or dance, right? Living a life between heaven and earth where we, we follow the spirit. We don't live these tightly cocooned lives and stuck lives. Um, you're an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? How important is imp- ap- approaching your business in an improvisational way? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How can we dance with the Holy Spirit? How can we move and flow? We don't know what's coming. We're flowing. We're dancing with heaven and earth. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts on that? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I just pulled Jason yeah. over at the coffee shop. <laughs> Jason is a great friend and a, a voice and a person that I partner with on a lot of stuff. But sorry to do this to you, Jason, but oh. you're on a podcast right now. Okay. All right. Here you go. Uh, uh, well, I think that we, uh, it, it makes, it's way more fun being improvisational. Is that, is that the right word? I think that's the right word. Um, like, for an example, today was so great because we were hanging out. We had our time together, which we typically do on Fridays. And there was another fella in the community that's an entrepreneur, right? And so being open-handed with everything and saying, hey, Lord, bring people in, bring people, take people out, yeah. right? Not take people out like kill them. Yeah. We don't want that. <laughs> but bring people into our lives and yes, remove sir. them or move them around or help. But helping allow us to be sensitive enough to know your voice and when you're prompting and when you're leading and when you're taking away, because he sat down and he began to share things, this awesome. entrepreneur that is a heavy hitter awesome. actually that does millions of dollars right. in the community, uh, has a, a former faith background. And I don't know about you, but for me, I was sucking in all kinds of good stuff going, this is off the hook stuff. Awesome. Some of his ideas are really great. They're great for the kingdom. They're great yeah. for my personal business. And I think that if someone that is against maybe not um, maybe even mindfully against yeah. or p- 
push or resistant towards the moving of the Holy Spirit, right. I think we push away those moments and we get a little bit stiff necked. And I think Jesus warns us about the stiff neck people. We don't want to be stiff necked. We yeah. want to be flexible, pliable. We want to be open to this guy sat down at our table. It was total spontaneous and it was freaking awesome. Excuse me. Freaking awesome. I don't know how to say, say that, but it was awesome. And I felt a little bit sharper because of it. Yeah. So I think that that's where, again, we have to live open-handed, loosely, not clinging to anything too yeah. tight, being allowed, allowing the Holy Spirit yeah. to bring the right people in at the right time. Just like you being improvisational with me walking over, uh, you talking here, like there maybe hopefully there were some nuggets that came out. <laughs> more question, Jason, if I could. Jesus said in John 3, 8, that those who are born again, one of the identifiers of those who are born again is that they can, they can hear the Spirit, but they don't know where it's coming from or where it's going, but they can hear the Spirit, John 3, verse 8, and they, and they move and flow with the Spirit. So is there a sense as we follow Jesus that we have to be open to this idea that, you know what, some of the horizons I'm looking at, I don't know everything about it. I don't know how it's all going to work out. But I, but I know that I need the Holy Spirit in my sails, and I need that direction from above, that energy coming down. This is what you're kind of saying, right? Being open to the Spirit. Yeah, I, if we're not open to the Spirit of God, we are limiting ourselves. That's the bottom line. You're totally being limited. And it's not God's fault. You have to take responsibility for limiting God because he's a gentleman. He doesn't kick the door down and force his way in. He knocks. And if you choose not to hear the knock because you're so busy or you're just, uh, well, stubborn son of a gun, then okay, then shame on you. It's right. not God's fault. Don't get mad at dad. Right. He was knocking and yeah. you decided to do your own thing. So I think we have to take responsibility. You're allowed to be stiff-necked. You're allowed to do things the old way that you were doing before. But if you want to be on the cutting edge, if you want to be ahead of the curve, the only way to be able to do that, whether it's kingdom or it's entrepreneurial, is to invite the Holy Spirit be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and fight to protect that sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And if we protect that and we have our ear inclined, oh, dang, you better have your arms out because he'll drop good stuff in. Mm. He'll open up doors. There'll be moments like this yeah. all the time, you know? Oh, man, thanks, Jason, for being improvisational. Uh, yeah, and being improvisational, That's man. That's awesome. Isn't that was it? a moment of improvisation. Yeah, just pull in other voices, and, and you know what? Together we're more. Together we have the mind of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a way, more than like Brian by himself in his home having the mind of sure. Christ. We, 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 we need each other. Somebody's uh, vibrating or grinding something over there. Wow. Yeah, with our wives, we were talking about yeah. marriage. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way to keep a relationship fresh, right. isn't it? And, current. Right. and I think it's a good example of, of what we were talking about before. Uh, again, the idea of improvisation isn't just do anything. The idea of improvisation is you know the story in the past. You know where you want to go, uh, even though you don't know exactly how it's going to work out. Um, and then you be creative in the middle. Like, um, you obviously, if, you're, if your wife doesn't like chocolate, Improvisation isn't a matter of saying, hey, let's try chocolate tonight, you know. Um, it, it, is, it is learning that she loves 80s music. And instead of listening to it on the radio, spontaneously taking her to a Def Leppard concert or something, you know. Something, something you know, uh, it's informed. I guess that's what informed I'm... Informed. It's informed. Spontaneity yeah. or informed improv. I like that. It's, it's very good, Matt. 
So as we think and plan about like new edges, new horizons, new seasons, it's important to be open. Oh, yeah. Don't be so like half margin in your thinking and in your emotional life and in your planning and even in your time and energy. You have margin to be spontaneous, to try new things, get right. unstuck. I think one of the greatest yeah. latent frustrations that humans carry is feeling stuck. Yeah. We're not meant to be stuck. Right. Right. We're meant it's to venture. It's self-imposed. And that's self-imposed stuckness. About it. Um, there's an old TV show called uh, Animals Are Beautiful People. And there's, uh, it shows how the natives catch monkeys. And what they do is they go up to this wall and they, uh, they, they make sure the monkeys are watching them. And they dig a little hole in the wall of this, of this mound and they put uh, like an item or a toy or something that they want in the hole. And then the monkeys go up and they grab it. And because they have the fist around it, they can't get their hand back out of the <laughs> yeah, hole. They won't let go. And they capture, right? But that, that is us. That we, we have, uh, because of fear, because of insecurity, because of bad theology, because of a consuming culture that we're a part of, we hold on and we're stuck. Yeah. We, th we think we're going to hold on to what we have or what yeah. we want and yeah. won't let go to take and turn and embrace and That's receive. Right. Something and we bigger, something the new. whole time as if it's we're squawking away else's like fault. a like a monkey. <laughs> we're living monkey lives. That's right. I mean, we're not to be monkeys. We're meant to be disciples of Christ, Christ followers. Let's let's evolve, okay, into Christ, uh, being an apprentice of Christ. Let me ask you one more question, Matt, before I let you go. As a developing Christ follower, and I sure. think the operative word is developing, okay? As a growing or developing Christ follower, what can we practically do to put ourselves in a peak state? Yeah. A peak state to, to envision and plan with faith and power yeah. as, as we look at a new season. Yeah. So, know the script. Know uh, the past script, the first five acts of the story. Know who God is, how he's a good father. That um, that he's promised all these things shall be added unto us okay, for those who seek the kingdom. So you're saying try to dial into the grand narrative oh, yeah. and also know yeah. the scripts of like where how he's brought you to this point, yeah. right? Okay. How he's brought all sorts of characters. That's such a beautiful thing about the Bible is it gives you a description of how God has been the hero in all of these people's lives who have been willing to do the dance, right? Yeah. And uh, so we can look into the scriptures, excuse yeah. me, and see precedent. Oh, like constantly. Abraham, for example. Abraham's Abraham was a great improv is, guy, is, wasn't he? Improv. I mean, everything Learning about everything. it. He went out, it says, not knowing where he was going. Like, we don't know how this song is going to fully play out as we jazz it. Come or on. As we're on the dance floor with our wife. You know what? I, I just feel like uh, me and my wife need to get into dancing, for goodness sake. But <laughs> I feel so uh, so constipated about the dance floor, right? <laughs> uh, get out on the dance floor with, with, with God in life. And... Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. No, no, that, I, I, I went off I on think, a little riff. I think so. Once we once we see all these other people of faith do it, yes. Then then we can we can listen to the spirit of God, listen to the music, um, and and really begin to take steps in our own direction. Um, and, and I really do think it means being intentional, right? But intentionality, in my opinion, and all the stuff that we can read uh, from these books. Um, believer or non-believer alike about being intentional is yeah. about the confidence to try it. Get out there. Mm. Do something. Mm. Um, I'm convinced, as Paul would say, that we plant the seed and God gives the increase. And so it's really about faith. It's really about you doing something, um, being intentional about it, seeing what's up ahead, 
jumping out and going for it. And maybe the good Lord will bless it. Maybe not. If not, he's going to he's gonna take that failure and he's going to roll it into the compost of your life and grow the something compost. beautiful. Leonard it. Sweet talks about God being a great composter, hmm. you know, taking the, 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 the rubbish of our lives and using it as nutrients for the new growth. Yeah. Right? I love that. So are we saying here, Matt, are, are we actually saying, has this evolved in our conversation today that as we, like, plan and goal set, and set up like tactical steps to execute on those mm-hmm. goals. That is obviously an expression of intentionality. Yeah. But we also need to breathe into it spontaneity oh, and yeah. improv. Absolutely. Because there's going to be things that we need to be sensitive to and flow with oh, like yeah. in a given quarter that we haven't planned for. Yeah. Look at Paul. But that God wants to bring. Paul is one of the most intentional people. I mean, he had a plan. Uh, if, you, if you track him in Acts... Um, he's always leaving and coming back to the same church. Yeah. And, you know, he's very intentional. Uh, but at one point, he says he wants to go to Asia. And he starts to go that way. That's and right. And God's like, sorry, you can't go that way. Uh, have a dream. Go over here to Macedonia first. That's right. And yet God brings him back later in his life to, to have one of the most fruitful ministries he's ever had in Asia Minor. And so he was mm. intentional, but he had worked into that. Um, this idea that God can change it at any moment. Um, he can change his direction for him at any moment. Um, and so, yeah, intentionality is there. Having a vision of what you want to do is there. But then still being humble for the, for the, for the Spirit of God to lead you where yeah. he needs to go. Really good stuff because we don't know everything yeah. and we want what's best. We want the general arc of our life to be the best. And we have to be open to the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit to do that. Mm-hmm. And so a peak state, I mean, can we do things like scripture intake? Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of prayer, maybe journaling, mm-hmm. meditation, uh, maybe quality conversation, staying yeah. accountable, getting ourselves in a peak state, That's if right. you will, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically even. That's right. And then begin to continually look at planning and goal setting and execution. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that, instead of coming from a place of like confusion or depression or regret or right. uh, isolation, we put ourselves in a silo and uh, we need we to do these things to get in a peak state. And I think it's true even in, in, especially true in religious circles as well. You know, if you don't plan, uh, if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that that can be true in our lives, uh, spiritually speaking as, as well. If, if, and again, back to this abundance you know, if you have an abundance attitude, if you if you realize that God has your back, yeah, you can do anything. You can go anywhere, um, and God will be blessed, and His kingdom will advance, um, and you know, amazing things can happen. <laughs> abundance, abundance, my friend. Jesus and God are all about abundance. It's not about scarcity. Yeah. Wow. Hey, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate this. I been personally inspired. I think this is going to be a conversation that if people stay with it, take it in, it can help motivate them up against some edges and horizons. Yeah. It could be exciting for them. Connect with the right people. You know, someone has to find wisdom. It's kind of a narrow, tight definition, but be with the right people, doing the right thing in the right place at the right time. You know, I mean, just be open to yeah. alignment and to changes. Um, wow. It's exciting following Christ. It should be. Yes. All right. Hey, thanks, Matt. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. God bless. All right. Bye-bye.
I love talking about these things and reminding myself about the importance of pulling back once in a while, looking at the big picture, looking at the gauges in our life, see how we're doing with planning, what we feel the Lord wants to bring into our lives, and not just keep you know grinding and grinding and grinding without looking at the big picture once in a while and see how we're doing. And again, I encourage you to go back, and if you haven't listened to or if you want to review episodes 50 to 53, a mini-series called Achieve, this is a bonus episode to that series. We appreciate your reviews, especially on iTunes with your biggest takeaway for this episode or just leave a general review. You can also leave reviews on other listening apps. Don't forget to visit JesusSmart.com to see the show notes page for this episode. You can leave thoughts and questions there. Plus, you can sign up to receive a free weekly email for next level ideas about following Christ practice. We're all learning. We're all growing. It's an important time in history. We need to go far. We need to go fast with Christ. Every resource we can tap into is helpful. As always with Jesus, our horizon is smart. Find your storyline in the big story, the royal narrative. Make it a smart week. All the best until next time. Yeah.